the the number one thing I could think of would be like just the fear of failure. Okay. That or or more more I would say the fear of the unknown. Okay. That's probably the biggest thing to overcome okay. in the sense that you have this idea. Right. And like any idea or any opportunity when it first comes about, you're super excited about it. Right. And and it seems like great. Right. And then you start to think about it and a week later it starts to then then a little bit all these negative thoughts start coming into place and then you start doubting yourself am i able to do this am i able to fit things in can i afford to do this right. all the risks and and just making a decision like like being able to overcome that is probably the hardest part welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey leaders, we've got an amazing show for you today. So I am really excited to uh, introduce the next guest in our podcast, Adil Jahari. Adil is a, or was a Carleton student taking engineering when he participated in our program a number of years ago. And uh, while in school, after leaving Student Works, um, he developed a roofing company with a partner and Again, while in school, over the last five years, has turned that roofing car- part- partnership from a half million dollar business to over six million dollars. I just ch- checked out the growth 500 rankings from last year and see that that um, spectacular business growth would put them in the top 50 to 75 fastest growing companies. Again, while Adel was doing this while in school, so he tells an amazing story of uh, a a challenge that literally almost put them out of business, but in hindsight, he's turned it into an incredible win for his business. So I know you're going to love this podcast uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, highlighting this amazing 25 year old. Thanks so much for tuning in. So Adel, thank you very much for uh, coming on our, our, our podcast and supporting uh, uh, Student Works, the summer management program, and, uh, and just sharing about the success that you've had since leaving our program. So, uh, um, yeah, no just, worries. Yeah. Thank you, Adel. So just, just to share with, the uh, Adel, Adel is 25, uh, graduated from the university of Ottawa. Do I have that right? And, um, close, close. close. same city, Carlton, Carlton, Carlton. Carlton. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Just credit Carlton. All right. And, uh, and, um, and, and is right now running a six and a half million dollar business in roofing in the, the city of Ottawa, which is just unbelievable. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So tell me about what you were like before uh, the Student Works program. That's a good question, which uh, was a while, which I guess is now seven, six years, I think, six years ago. Yeah. And then two years in Student Works, so eight years. I would say I was probably like any other, any other person. I uh, decided to go to school and then, uh, and then didn't really have a particular uh, path per se, you know, it was more going through, let me go to university and, and see where life takes me, maybe graduate, get a job somewhere. Okay. Um, 
that was, I would say, probably my my mentality at 18 when I when I first found out about StudentWorks. Okay, and so so what what changed? The biggest part would be like the the I would say StudentWorks definitely opened up like my mind to what I'm capable of. Okay, in terms of things that I'm able to accomplish, and as well as in terms of the limits that I've maybe preset for myself. And that, that definitely changed as I went through the program. And, uh, and I would say that that started, I, I think that changes on a year to year basis. Like every year I'm more setting higher limits and, and discovering myself a little bit better, but student works definitely got that started. Okay. Okay. So, so just in terms of your development then, Adel, what are you doing to continue to your development? Well, I, 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 read a lot and I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So that's, awesome. uh, that's, that's been big. Okay. Um, and, uh, mostly I try to be, um, at all times, the most, uh, try to be as hard as I can, the most knowledgeable, pro, uh, knowledgeable person in my business. And, and I'm not, oh, it's not always the case because I'm 25 and I don't have do we do residential and commercial asphalt roofing metal roofing flat roofing siding um soffits fascia we do like a lot of different things right. which i don't have experience in so it just you know one of my, one of my biggest things that I, is i try to always just stay on top of learning from the people around me and uh and if i if i don't know uh find out or go research about it and uh you know in order i think that that really helps being obviously the, the owner of a company. Right, right. And sort of just being committed to consistent and, and never-ending improvement, right? Correct, correct, yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. So when you think of an emerging leader, what comes to mind? When I'm thinking of that, I think one of the biggest things is that you have to have the mentality that, you know, you're somebody that, that you're trying to set an example. Um, you know, you're trying to be somebody that, um, especially when you, when you're growing a company of this size, you know, you have people that are twice your age and, Mm. uh, and, and you, you have to think of yourself as somebody that always wants to be an example. Um, you know, so, so start off by being a leader that respects themselves and, uh, you know, and with that respect, respect others. And, and I think that's probably one of the, uh, well, at least a, a key point, which, uh, which really helps. More to that, I, I would say is, is you have to really be very, very ambitious. I think, right. I think, yeah. uh, I think being a leader is really tough. Yeah. It, it has a lot of challenges. It's not always this pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty thing that's, that's advertised. So, so you have to have, uh, you know, quite good ambition in order to push through, push through it. Yeah, that was something I always uh, remember about you. That was something that struck me about you is is that you know you were just you were you were on it. You were working hard right from the right from the start, you know. And then you know your first jump year, your second year, you know, it's like you you know almost doubled your business. I remember and really yeah. really made uh, made strides. Yeah, uh, well, I I remember my my second year like that was mm-hmm. the year where um, I think probably made the the the, the second year was a key year. Like mm-hmm. I am probably it's, it's, I find in life there are certain times, like probably like you can make a handful of decisions that make probably 
eighty percent of the difference in your life. That's and, that's actually a Jim Jim Rohn quote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Well, I didn't. I don't even know what that is. So, <laughs> and and I find making that decision to go from from my first year to my second year at StudentWorks yeah. was was one of those like handful of decisions that that really made a big difference. And that year, that's where competition got real. Like in my mind, I was, uh, you know, I was out to, to get my portion of the pie for sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you all of a sudden started playing at a totally different level, right? You yes. Adel's like, pretty good, right? And then no, no, Adel's outstanding, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that. And, and we, have, we have our operators who find themselves, right? They're like, wow, yeah. I never knew what I was capable of. But, but going, oh, yeah. back, going back to before um, Student Works, what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in, in your business? I would say like if I was to look back at, at, at high school and, uh, and even I did, I did one year university in Winnipeg before I moved to Ottawa. Right. Um, my, my biggest thing was that I, I really was uh, the type of guy that's always trying to please everyone, just be friends with everyone. And always found that it was a, it was a struggle to, to really get people to, to, to follow you or, or become that person that, you know, people are making an effort into becoming friends with you in comparison right. of vice versa. And, uh, that was, that was always, if I was to look back at high school, that was a big chance. I always was that person that is trying extra hard to fit in, you know, and, okay. and be friends with everybody and, and, and try to do what others are, are doing because I didn't know what I wanted to, to personally be like. And, and then on top of that, I had, I, I remember I had a lot of self-doubt. Like I had okay. a lot of doubt of what I could do in life. I, I didn't even think that I can even graduate university. Like awesome. that's the level of doubt that I had when I, when I was in Winnipeg. And I did like I was a part-time student. Right. And I did uh, uh, three courses each semester. Okay. And, and barely, barely passed. Right. And, uh, and that's a completely different story. You would not think I'm the same person after 100%. I moved to Ottawa yeah. and, and, and did student works my first year. And just what happened after that was just like so different. It's, it's crazy. Right. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it was the weather. <laughs> Ottawa has better weather than Winnipeg. <laughs> and, and how did you know running a business was the right thing for you? What were your signs? What were the signs? Yeah. Uh, well, like in the beginning, honestly, I, I didn't. I would okay. say I definitely didn't didn't see like I didn't see the the, the overall vision. And especially, obviously, it's uh, when you're starting, like starting anything. It's very it's you know there's difficulties, things that you're learning on a day to day basis. What I what I liked, especially going into my second year, is that I knew that you know whatever I want to put my mind. Two, I right. can, uh, I, you know, I think I could do something with it. Right. So, so what really drove me to running a business and even now more than ever is that it's just extremely exciting. Right. Like on a day-to-day basis, you know, you're just always, always doing different things. You're always thinking, like always problem solving, trying right. to figure out, like right now we're putting a, 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 our, you know, our goal together for next year and we're aiming right. for $10, $10 million in business, which is a, a massive, massive jump for us. And you know, and that in a way is like the lifestyle, you know, like that, that thinking about it, talking about it, it's, uh, it's just always exciting. And, right. and it feels like my, you know, my work is more of a lifestyle than an actual job. 
which right. is what, what I really enjoy about being an, an entrepreneur and, you know, and, and going down this path. So when you got started, what were some of the, the weaknesses that you needed to overcome or some of the things that the old adult was that, you know, like, and, and again, you know, stepping, because obviously from where you are now to where you were at 18, you know, that's a yeah. difference. But what were some of those things that, that, that you need to overcome? The, the number one thing I could think of would be like just the fear of failure. Okay. That, or or more, more, I would say the fear of the unknown. Okay. That's probably the biggest thing to overcome okay. in the sense that you have this idea. Right. And like any idea or any opportunity, when it first comes about, you're super excited about it. Right. And, and it seems like great. Right. And then you start to think about it. And a week later, it starts to then, then a little bit, all these negative thoughts start coming into place. And then you start doubting yourself. Am I able to do this? Am I able to fit things in? Can I afford to do this? Right. All the risks and, and just making a decision, like, like being able to overcome that is probably the hardest part. Um, what, what is it that got you to overcome that? That's a good question. Like I, 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 if I was to think about it back then, it was more of a matter. I've, I put myself into this state where I don't like, I, I remove choice from, from, from the, from being an option where, where it's like, I had to make it happen. And that had to do a lot with the fact that when I committed to doing, to, to, to starting the roofing company, I, I invested uh, a decent amount of money into it. My second year at student works, you know, I, I obviously was able to not make any more, you know, I was, I was pretty good at running my business. So, yeah. so I made, I made good money that year. And, uh, so I took a, a, a lot of that and I invested it into the roofing business. And as well as at that state, because financially I got a little bit better, I started supporting a lot of my family, both my parents here, but as well as family back home. Oh, wow. So, so it made it into a point where there was just no going back. Like it was, this had to work and doesn't matter what I feel. I just, you know, have to push through it and, uh, and go. And, and that, that really helped. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's powerful. That's, that's big. Uh, you know, it's a big life to live into, right? Like, if yeah. you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. If you really look at successful people, they've got big aspirations, big dreams. What do, what do they want to go create? Who, who are they doing it for? And, and by the sounds of it, you've got a lot of people you're doing it for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I always say I'm a, I'm a strong believer in karma. I find that, you know, the more people, uh, especially, uh, you know, I used to say this, uh, uh, a lot, uh, before and, uh, and now I kind of word it a little bit differently, but I always thought is that then, you know, the more, you put in your mind, you want to help other people, okay. uh, be it your family, your friends, uh, or, or in general, anybody, yeah. I don't know. It just seems to, uh, or doors seem to open in front of you. It's so, yeah. it's the weirdest thing ever, you know, and I know people that don't have that mentality and yeah. somehow the world is just coming out to get them. Yeah. You know, it's like wherever doors are closing left, right. And I find myself that, it's, you know, I'm going to knock on wood here, <laughs> to <jinx laughs> myself. but I find that, you know, the uh, things that uh, things are going well, going well for me, you know, whatever I, I, I end up putting in my mind, I somehow wake up one day and I'm there and then you put something else in your mind and it, it happens. Yeah, it happens. 
One of the things for me that that I know we really do our best to coach and and, and mentor and then deliver is is really um, if we focus on who we can contribute to and hey, I can really make a difference in someone's lives and I can really support them. And obviously for us, it's it's making a difference in the lives of uh, young operators and teaching them and coaching them, mentoring. And then for our, for our operators, making a difference in the lives yeah. of their customers, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do a really great job for them. And I'm sure you're still doing that, right? You're still, hey, I wanna do a really great job for you. And of course, you're also in the process of making money as part of your entrepreneurial venture. But right. that, when people feel like that's really who you are, that's who you're trying to be, I, I think it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I can only imagine how many people you, might, you must know <laughs> over your years of doing this that are like doing big things. And they look back and they're like, oh, there's where I started. <laughs> must be a good feeling. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it is a, it's an amazing feeling. I feel, I feel blessed. And yeah. absolutely. I think, uh, commonly about karma as well, right? You know, just go right. out and really try to serve, really try to contribute. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so if someone was considering venturing out into the entrepreneurial world, what, what advice would you give them? Well, if I was to look, if I was to look back of when things did start for me, I would say probably one of the best things you could do in the beginning is to don't try to reinvent the wheel, you know, find somebody that is in a similar industry or trying to accomplish a similar thing and, and, and just copy what they're doing and, uh, and, or, or, you know, I should say, learn from what they're doing and, and try to implement it. Right. Because the hardest, the hardest part in the beginning is that you really, you know, you have to, uh, not lie to yourself and think you're a know-it-all and, and know that you don't know it all. And you're going down this, this path where there's a lot of things that, that you wouldn't even think of that are going to come up. For sure. So, so it's important in the beginning to uh, be a, buy a coach or a right. book or right. just research or now I guess YouTube, which is YouTube is great. Uh, right. You know, um, just try to, to find somebody that's doing something similar to what you're trying to accomplish. Right. learn from them and try to implement that to begin with. And then from that, use your own personal skills and experience to build on that. Um, that's, that's, that's important in the beginning. For sure. And, and so, so in, in starting your roofing organization, so you didn't really know anything about roofing, um, no. you know, but what did you know? Like, what did you know? I, 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 I know this one. I make this joke. I knew the student works grind. That's what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> what I knew is that I can go and I can, you know, it doesn't matter what business, at least in the service industry, but I'm sure it works with any other business. Right. doesn't matter what you want to do. You put in the work, you go knock on some doors, you're going to create some business. Right. So, so what I, what I knew going into it is that, you know, when I met my business partner, Ryan, he had a lot of roofing experience, which I okay. didn't have any. Okay. So, so a, I, I made sure that I did some of the work myself in the beginning, you know, and I've done a handful of roofs, not, not a lot, but I understand the theory behind it. Right. Um, and then I took everything that I learned in the last two years of doing student works. Right. And I'll be honest with you, my first year, I pretty much, all I did was I took painting out of it. And I implemented roofing and, and that's literally was the biggest difference. Right. And, uh, um, 
And the first year we did, we did, uh, I believe a little bit over half a million dollars worth of business and roofing, which at the time was great. There wasn't really much overhead. Obviously it was just the two of us and right. a couple of trucks and, and that was, that was pretty much it. So that was a good, that was a good year. Right. Um, so storms definitely help. And, uh, and, uh, if we're able to talk about like secrets of closing and stuff, yeah. I still, I kid you not, if you walk into my office, into my training with all my sales reps, ask them about their eight-point phone call and how they close, <laughs> it's a legit like a copycat almost of what I learned at StudentWork. Well, awesome, awesome. And what's, what's great, of course, is, is, is um, you know, one of the neat things about our sales process is, is originally um, it was brought into the, the company, one of the founders, and it was, he, he learned it through Xerox. Right. And, and then over the years, we actually have had all sorts of amazing former alumni who basically are, are senior at Lexmark or Canon or, uh, you know, health, health uh, you know, surgical organizations. And they've come back and they said, no, now here's the latest thing and you need to do this and you need to do this. And so we continue to, like you said, just, just keep getting better, you know, um, and, uh, and learning from other people, right? Like it's crazy to think you know it all, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's oh, what yeah. you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's uh, it's a uh, sales uh, specifically. I find you can never like it's a it's a continuous learning curve, and right. uh, and from year to year it changes like it dramatically. Um, and uh, but all to say, it's uh, the, the I, I you know the the program in terms of the sales that I I I, I learned going even between my first year and my second year, like my, my closing percentage, I think close to doubled, yeah. um, even at student works. Yeah. And, and, and now still obviously today in my company, I have the highest closing percentage and I'm pushing a little bit away from sales that I, you know, this year I didn't do as much, but, right. um, every year you just, I, I find that you learn little things, you tweak little things, you adapt, you understand different theories out there. And, and, uh, it's a continuous learning learning right. process right and, and you do because you just keep reading and listening and you know uh you know and, and you're actively in the learning right that's really what oh yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and so what are you doing for you know uh uh you know who are you staying in contact you know who, who you know who are your peers you know in terms of, of of entrepreneurial friends or business friends yeah yeah well i'm still i'm still friends there was a uh, um uh a few people that I definitely stayed in touch with in terms of uh, student works and, right. and from what I know they're, you know, they all got the different path and they're all doing pretty, pretty amazing things. Right. Um, I really, at, at this stage and year after year, I, I started to, to like my, my close group of friends are, are friends that are doing similar ish things with life and not right. per se in terms of a roofing business, of course. but are, are people who are like trying to accomplish something that's uh, above norm. Right. And, uh, and that's who I, I, I tend to mostly hang out with now at time, you know, right. like one of uh, a person that I really hang out with is Dylan, which I'm Dylan. sure you're, you're yes, familiar absolutely. with Dylan there. Yeah. And I, I know he's, He's always doing a hundred things. <laughs> Dylan, I always try to tell him you need to stick to one thing, but, <laughs> um, but I, I know he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's doing something, uh, something strong there. Um, and then, uh, from, uh, from a personal point of view, I, I pretty much made it a note to, to 
hang out a lot with the people that I actually work with within the company, like my, right. my, my, my superstars. I try to keep a close, uh, close relationship with them and that helps us make our hangouts all about business, which is yeah. nice. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's what I hang out with. And then I'm married now. So I hang out with my wife. Well, that's a good thing. I, I yeah. recommend that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what about, what about setbacks or failures? You know, what are the biggest setbacks or failures in your business? Cause obviously I know that I think a lot of times people think, Oh wow, look, he's 25. He's running this multi-million dollar business. Life must be easy. No problems. You know, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tell, uh, you know, share some of those really, you know, serious setbacks and challenges. Yeah. Um, well, if I, if I was to look at my our first year in business, right? Um, what happened was is that uh, towards the end of the year, um, we I walked into a a, a house that's uh, that's one of the largest houses I probably must have seen, right. and they needed their roof done. And and at the same time, they didn't only want the roof done; they wanted this like designer style shingle that's just like four times the price of any other shingle right. done on, on his home. And, and me being very ambitious from a sales point of view, right. I was like, I got this, you know, I, I'm going to close this job. You know, it's going to really boost our, 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 our revenue. And my business partner, which was one of my mistakes that I made at that time, he, cause he understood the industry. Right. He, he told me, he's like, I don't think this is a good idea to take right. on this project. And I was like, Oh no, it'd be easy. Let's just do it. And, and we did take it on and it went super bad. We weren't able to finish it that right. year and we weren't able to install the product on properly either. And we had to stop halfway and, and uh, winter kind of came about and, and, uh, and there was this massive amount of, of money that we invested, money that we didn't have in our first year. For sure. Um, and, uh, we have to basically call it quits on that project that year. And that really, um, almost like bankrupted us our yeah. first year. It, yeah. Like we had to go through all of our tax money, yeah. the money that we set aside for tax purposes, had to go through all of that in order to just keep things running in order for us to just invest for the next year to get started at least again. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and that was, that was really tough because went through, we worked super hard all year long, you know, grinded it out to only come out just one mistake by the end of the year to, to really just swap it almost all the way. Yeah. And then in the next year, we used a big chunk of the following year to catch up on our well, taxes and debt yep. that we put ourselves in from the first year. Right. And that actually even trickled into the third year of running a business because we were now catching, a, like we had to basically catch up a little bit on the leftovers from the second year. Honestly, all because of that one first mistake, one mistake. that we made in the first year. So that was, uh, that was a stressful winter for sure. No kidding. No kidding. And, and, it's, and it's interesting, you're telling this story and you're smiling. Oh yeah. So, so w w what's, what's that about? Like, well, it's just when you look back at it, you know, it's just the whole experience was funny. It's like when I, when I look back at it now, knowing what I know now, it's like that would have never have happened if I know what I knew now. Yeah. But, um, the, the funny part is it actually worked out for the better okay. because what happened was is the second year, um, because what we ended up did is we stopped the project. Yeah. We were able to return about, you know, half of the materials back. 
Right. And we had to pay out all our labor, but we didn't get paid a penny from this customer because we sure. didn't finish the project. Right. Um, which is totally fair from his end. Of course. Um, yeah. So the following year, um, me and Ryan decided, you know what, we're just going to call, I'm going to call this customer and, and, and just be very honest with them yeah. and, and tell them. So I did, uh, and I'll tell you what I did. So I called them and it was during exam time, our second semester engineering exams, I took a break from studying and I was like, yeah. I'm going to make this phone call because I was thinking about it for a few days and I called them and, and I was very honest with them. I was like, I'll be honest with you. The, the shingle that you chose and it's just extremely difficult to install. It's not a shingle that I think we're able to install for you. Right. Um, and at the same time, because of the difficulty of your home, as much as I'd love to be able to do a project like yours, um, we just can't. Right. And, and uh, from, my, from my end, I, I, obviously we spent quite a bit in terms of labor and materials of what we already did. Um, but I don't want you to get me wrong. I definitely don't think it's fair for me to ask you for any any money right. uh, because we didn't, you know, we didn't do what, what you signed up, what you signed with us up for uh, to do. And uh, I still in con contact with this individual. He's, right. he's a very big real estate guy in Ottawa. He was so kind. He literally, he was like, okay, Adel, here's what you're going to do. I want you to go get me three designer shingles that you know you can install. And I want you to requote my roof to what you think it's going to cost you for you to properly do it. And come sit down with me. Wow. And I was, and I said, okay, sounds good. So I went and I picked out three shingles. Right. Um, I requoted it. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I went and sat down with him. And he gave me the go-ahead wow. to, to have another shot at his house. Right. And because we learned from the mistakes we did in our first year getting a project like that started, we started it completely different. Right. And we hit like extremely good Profit margin on it. Right. It was it was just such a good job for us to have. It's still in our portfolio in the sense yeah. that it's a big house that big we house. did, and and it's funny the one miss the one job that basically bankrupted us. It turned out to be one of our greatest connections now, and and one of our 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 bigger jobs that we've done. Right. So that's why it's funny. It, well, it, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Well, also as well that you're, you know, again, you're turning, what do they say? Lemons into lemonade, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. one of the things I always love to say is, is that if you look at a reactive um, reaction to something going poorly, right? Oh, I, you know, something's bad and, and I'm reactive and I'm, you know, and that, that usually means I'm blaming somebody else or yeah. myself. Both of those don't work. And yeah. instead it's being creative. And so, you know, and it's interesting, reactive, creative, it's just like moving the letters around and we're creative instead of reactive. And that's what you were, took full ownership, took full accountability. Mm -hmm. And that's so powerful, right? Yeah. Yeah. I call it good times. <laughs> I got good times. <laughs> that's awesome. And so yeah. what about any other, any other big, big challenges that you've overcome that? Well, that was a great story. Yeah. So, um, like one of the biggest challenges coming, coming about with growth yeah. is that, um, and it almost happens every year, is, is, you know, if you look at the history in the last six years of business, what we did is we went from, you know, um, half a million to 1.5 million to 3 million to 4.3 million. Right. And, now, and now this year doing, um, um, you know, over $6 million worth of business, it's, 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 those big jumps 
created massive challenges every single year. For sure. Um, and, uh, and especially this year, uh, one of the biggest challenges we had is, is cash flow challenges in, in the sense that um, we grew way too, way too big all at once. Right. And, uh, and we, we'd gone on to way too many projects. Obviously to produce six, oh, you know, $6 million worth sure. of business is you have to be going like full out nonstop as many jobs as possible at all times. Absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, just being able to get a grasp on our finances in terms of, you know, our accounts receivables, our accounts payables, um, how much to try to put away for, for taxes, um, our, our overhead that's, that's, that's continuously coming through on a weekly basis. Um, and it's just, it was, su- it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough go. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. It's, I find it fun at the same time. But it, right. that was that, that. That's been a challenge. That's been quite a tough challenge, for sure. Um, but we got over it. Obviously, it's, it's right. we've we've uh, we've got a good grasp on it now. Well, and and certainly, when you keep wanting to grow at the rate that you're growing, you know, you're continuing to to to. Uh, take that business to the next level. You know, again, a half million dollar business runs a whole lot differently than a business that's in two to $3 million range. And now when you're looking to run a business that's, that's over, over eight figures, it's a totally different scale of structures and finance yes. and systems that you're going to need to get there. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, I find, uh, well, I find in, in business, like in general, if I was to look at my business in the stages that I've like that I've went through, right. is is uh, and and I'll and I'll use the book The E Myth as an example for sure because that's I find is that's a, that's an amazing book that I read and it it honestly just kind of described the the path that I've taken right. through business is that um, what I when I started and we did half a million dollars worth of business um, and even one point five to the three million dollar mark. Uh, realistically, I would consider myself uh, uh, a technician, like right. uh, like, or maybe a lousy manager that was right. running the business. Right. In the sense that the entire business revolved around me and my business partner. Right. And 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 if, if the way that I, I when I look back at that and I try to describe what it was, what I did is I had a really stressful, well-paying job that I happened to work for myself, you know, but I wasn't necessarily running. I, I wouldn't, I didn't, now that I know what the definition of an entrepreneur is, I wouldn't have considered myself an entrepreneur back then. Right. Um, I would have considered myself somebody who's trying to, you know, run a business on a, on a technician managerial stage. Right. And what I'm finding is that the moment that I've I've made that commitment to change, to go from that manager to that entrepreneur. That's where the big jump in numbers happen. Right. And, and that's where our overall business just changed. The way that we run everything, the, the way our business is systemized has dramatically changed um, since I read that book. Right. No, <laughs> you know, and since I made that commitment to, to change. Yeah, systemization, structure. I know. I know. Certainly, the success that our business has had. You know, we've been a, a, a profit five hundred, one of the growth five hundred fastest growing companies in Canada the last two years, and yeah. definitely systems, process. You know, uh, structure, 
um, is, is just enormously impactful. Okay. You know, who's going to do what they own that role. They own that role. Like with your partner, what, 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 what part of the business are you responsible? What part of the business is he responsible for Adam? Uh, yeah. So that's, that's changed over the years. So when we started off for the first, uh, three to four years, pretty much, um, I was, I took care of sales and marketing. Um, and then he took care of production and, uh, I also took it upon myself to take care of the administrative bookkeeping side of things. Okay. And uh, um, then once we started hiring staff and we had a sales team uh, in place and, and we had administrators and, 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 uh, and bookkeepers in place, um, I, it switched a little bit where he took care of production. I took care of um, sales and marketing, but I started to also start implementing uh, a few systems in place to, to kind of help us. Okay. Now, now we're at a point where I'm the so self-proclaimed CEO of the company, <laughs> which he doesn't like. He doesn't like to hear hear that. But 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 that about from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but he's he's come to like he's a, he's an awesome person to work with. Very very understanding individual. Probably one of the hardest working individuals I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, way more hardworking than I am, honestly. And, uh, and, uh, so he currently takes care of still production and, 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 uh, and basically delivering what we promised to customers. And, uh, I've hired a sales and marketing manager who's been a huge reason of why we've hit our $6 million target. He's, he's brought a lot of changes over to the company and I've more taken on the role of just trying to develop this business and systemize it so that in a few years from now, me and Ryan can start to slowly start pushing ourselves out of the general operations of the business and give ourselves the flexibility to work on other projects um, as well, other than this, this particular one. Right. Well, you know, the one, the one thing that, that, you know, if I'm, I'm a a young emerging leader looking at this, like it, it just so, hard to imagine the success that you've encountered at 25, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, yeah. and I, you know, and, and certainly I certainly have a sense of it, just, you know, knowing you and knowing what you've, you, 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 uh, just your development in the, in the couple of years at student works, but, uh, and that's just kept going. And again, personal, personal transformation, personal learning and leadership, right. You know, but mm-hmm. what would you, what would you share? What would you give some thoughts to, um, you know, uh, what, what first steps, you know, should people, young people be thinking about maybe coming out of university in university around having a really big life, you know, having the type of success that they want? Yeah. Um, people generally are from what I've seen around me out of all my friends and people that I've interacted with is that, um, people always want to feel good. They want to feel comfortable in life. And, and what they do is they, they basically go about making all types of decisions in their life around this whole short term, feel good, uh, kind of mentality, which is very common for us as human beings, because we're always in this survival state as they call it. And, and what I find is, 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 one of the biggest choices you have to make in your in, in life is that you have to really take yourself out of that that comfort state. Right. Um, and 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 one way to do it 
as regardless if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to just have a career somewhere, sure. um, is to really set uncomfortable um, high goals. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and goals that when you look at, you're like, wow, you know, like that's, <laughs> uh, that's a big goal. And, yeah. uh, but not only do that, you know, it's great to just put these big goals. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and two things come from that. I want to make two points for that is, is a lot of people make that initial state, like right. a, that initial decision. Yes. And then, and then negativity kicks in and hard things kicks in. And yeah. then they start beating themselves down and very quickly they just fall right back into their comfortable state sure. and, and they take the easy route. Yeah. Um, but in a long-term basis, it really actually uh, doesn't satisfy them at all. And it doesn't, you know, they might be comfortable in the moment, right. but they're really not overall happy. Right. Um, so, so one of the biggest things I find is definitely, you know, uh, being comfortable in the moment, get rid of that, right. set yourself up with some goals that, that are really like, really, uh, you know, when you think of them, you're like, it's just it almost seems impossible, you yeah, know? For sure. Um, and, and then once you do that, not only just make that decision, write it down on paper and put some steps or some words or some numbers or something down. Right. Um, and on how you're going to get there. Right. And, and to use an example, and I did that. And my second year at StudentWorks, I had a goal. My goal was to do $120,000 worth of business. Right. If you were to walk into as soon as after our January meeting and I, and I put that goal down, I went right. to my room. Right. First, I went and bought a permanent marker. Right. And I went to my room on my big wall right in front of my bed. Right. I put $120,000 awesome. right up there. Awesome. And then underneath of that, I put how many jobs I would have to book in order on average in order to hit that $120,000 goal. Right. And then from that, I brought it down to how many estimates do I have to do based right. on my average closing percentage from the year before. Right. Then I brought it down to how many leads do I need to get in order to hit those estimates. Right. Then I brought it down to on average, which you guys tell us what it is. It's not like rocket science. I was like, okay, on average, I need to do X amount of hours of, of, you know, going out and, 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 uh, and, and cold calling for, for, for marketing for, for, for leads. So then, then I had a, a like a, like a, it went from this $120,000 goal of which I used to look up to all the operators at that time that hit that and being like, how did these guys do it? Yeah. Like, you know, like, Oh my God, this seems like 120 grand. Like I did 65 K and I was like, man, like that was, I thought that was tough. Yep. And, but it took it from this $120,000 goal into, well, I need to put in X amount of hours per week. Right. So then on top of that, I was like, well, you know, I want to make it a little bit easier for myself. So why don't I hire some people to help me? Yep. And then now that, that, that $120,000 goal trickled down to this like really very simple hours that I have to put in. Right. And then on top of that, I basically hired a bunch of people to help me with it. And, and it just worked. It was like, it was just like a, like a, like a well-oiled machine. And then little by little, I actually started to trickle up this target. Yep. And I think I did 120. I don't remember yeah, now, like 128,000 or something. Yeah, something that year. And, uh, and, and, and that's, that's where, like, that was the first time I put myself in a very uncomfortable state. I, I put myself a goal that I looked at was very difficult. And then, but instead of just doing that, 
um, and knowing myself, my own personal self, that I'm just going to fall back into that comfortable side. Right. Um, I basically put it down on paper, made the steps for it. And, you know, and then in the end, just, uh, which is a given is put in the work. Right. So, yeah, uh, I remember that wall. I wish I still <laughs> lived in that house. <laughs> yeah. well, I love, I love, uh, I love, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, right? And that's yeah. what you're still doing, right? You're still doing it. Here, let's move this, you know, here at 26, let's, let's my comfort zone, you know, it's, I'm going to go run an eight figure business with my partners yeah. and my amazing team, right? And, and I know, just like you know, hey, it's not going to happen unless you engage and enroll a great group of people with you. And, mm -hmm. and it's exciting to get up trying to accomplish that, isn't it? Right? Like oh, if you yeah. have kind of just a, a mediocre goal, what's going to get you excited? You know, but, mm -hmm. but that goal, wow, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, <laughs> and it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. So, so you got to make sure it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's awesome. Well, anything else you'd like to share, Adel, with our, with our young group of aspiring, you know, again, entrepreneurs, but also just people who, like you said, hey, you know, w want to want to be successful in whatever they do? Um. Yeah, I, I would say if, if I was to give one advice to everyone that's, that's, that's wanting to, to join this program mm -hmm. is, is, and I mentioned this before, right. learn what you guys have to teach in the training and in the program and follow the system. If you're able to follow the system and put in the work, it works. Yeah. And obviously hundreds of us have done it and thousands of us thousands, have done it. Thousands, yeah. And, and the biggest difference between my first year in business and my second year in business is my first year, I tried to reinvent the wheel. Right. While my second year, I realized, you know what? Let me just follow what the, the way the, 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 the best are doing it. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I did. And right. it made a whole world of a difference. Right. Hey, leaders. We've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed. Or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.